Well, folks, at this time, we'll be opening up our Bibles to the book of Luke in chapter number 2, which is that famous chapter that we go to when we've been looking at Christmas in the time of Christmas. Luke chapter number 2, and this is where we can read the story of where a man where Mary and where Joseph, where they were in the where they were in the stable there, and there was baby Jesus. He was lying in a manger. But folks, as I've said before, one of the things that I really like to do when I study the Bible is I like looking at people. I like studying people. I like studying some of the things that, that they did because, you know, regardless of the time period that we live in, whether it was a hundred, a thousand, two thousand years ago, whether it was last week, people are always people. I mean, sure, the things we have might change and the culture around us might change. But, man, they have the same emotions. They have the same feelings. They have the same opportunities, the same struggles. And we can learn so much from studying people. So today we're going to be focusing on one of the characters or character groups, I guess, from the Christmas story. We're going to be looking at the shepherds. The shepherds. And boy, there is so much that we can learn and how we can see ourselves and some of the things that the shepherds did. So let's go ahead and we'll start reading in Luke number two, or Luke chapter number two, and we'll read verse number one down through verse number 20, just because this is the Christmas story. And boy, at this time, we love reading this passage of scripture. And then we'll focus in a little bit more on the shepherds as well. So, Luke chapter number two. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth unto Judea into the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. To be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger." And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told to them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Our Lord, I pray that you would help us to have clarity of thought when we look at this passage of Scripture. And when we study the day that Jesus came and that he was born. And Lord, I pray that now, even as we again look at these shepherds, that you would help us to understand something about them. And apply it here even to us, into our own lives. 
Lord, we do love you and thank you. We praise your name for it. And it's in your name. Amen. Well, folks, here's what I want you to see. I want you to think about the position here that the shepherds found themselves in. You know, one of the things that we understand about the position of, of a shepherd, and I guess maybe in this time of day, you can go back and you can read some philosophers. Say, for example, Aristotle. It was once uh, said of him that, uh, that in, at least in the Greek culture anyway, that the shepherds, boy, they were, they were looked down on. I mean, they were just kind of the, the lowly people of that day. And it can be assumed that it was probably true uh, in the Jewish culture as well, just because it wasn't someone that, that's not a position that was given to someone that was of a very wealthy status. Now, usually wealthy people would own the sheep, but the wealthy ones weren't the ones out in the field staying up all night, making sure they didn't get eaten by a bear. That was someone, that was what your hired hand did. He was the guy that was out there, and he would. He would have to stay up all night. So these shepherds were out there, possibly just sitting in the field, watching these sheep. Making sure nothing was going to come. If you remember, that's what King David had to do. When he was a little boy, you know, the lion came and tried to take a sheep, so he killed the lion. The bear came and tried to take the sheep, so he killed the bear, this young shepherd boy did. And that was their job. So it was something that it was it's probably tough to do, but it wasn't a job that was given to the wealthy. It was a job given to the young, a job given to the people that were just kind of looking for something to do. So now, just like any other night, these shepherds, they were out there, they were sitting, I could probably even see him sitting on the ground, maybe around a fire and maybe starting to go to sleep because it was nighttime. They were tired. I mean, if, I don't know if anybody else has done this, but who else has ever fell asleep while they were hunting before? You know, I've done that. If you get up really early and you're just sitting there and boy, it's quiet, it's cool. Next thing you know, you wake up and you know, 10 minutes have gone by or something. It's easy to do. And I could just see these shepherds. It was quiet. I mean, the sheep weren't doing much. There were no bears. There were no lions. They were just sitting there doing their job, you know, maybe watching the stars. And in the silence, in the, the calm of the night, the sky just lights up like it's on fire. I mean, that's, that, that's light. That's what the Bible says the glory of the Lord is what's shown up. It's not morning time yet, okay? This is pitch black of night. And the sky just kind of it, it lights up. And then when they look up at the light, they see there's a figure standing in the middle of it. The Bible says this is an angel. And man, the angel looks down and begins to talk to these shepherds. Now, I want you to think. Now, now men, if you've been, you know, maybe you ladies, you've been out. It's night, right? And, and you're just kind of there and things are quiet. This is probably something that would make you afraid. You know, I've told some of you guys a story before. I remember the first time I went bow hunting by myself. It was early morning. It was dark. And the night before, I had watched a documentary on Bigfoot. And I didn't want to walk in the woods because I just knew Bigfoot was in the woods. And, you know, I was, I'll admit, I was a young boy. I was kind of afraid. You know, you just don't, you don't think about, I guess, things in the night. Things sometimes are, are unknown. And so these shepherds, as they were sitting there, it was dark. And could you imagine the fear that would have come over these guys? Because... I've never seen the sky light up at nighttime and seen somebody floating in the air. Okay, I've, I've never seen that. I don't think anyone else probably has. And so they were afraid. And boy, the, the, the angel, he had to look down at the shepherds and the angel had to say, fear not. Don't be afraid. This is good news. I've got something really good I need to tell you. You don't need to be afraid. I mean, I realize I'm, I'm an angel. I just made the sky light up. And so the angel has to reaffirm. He says, fear not. So look at what the angel of the Lord said in verse number 9. So Luke 2 verse 9. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. Boy, they were so afraid of what was happening. And the angel said unto them, fear not. 
Don't be afraid. It is okay. You do not have to be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. What this angel was saying is, look, shepherds, okay, calm down. You know, don't, don't be afraid. I need you to listen. So, so listen to me what I'm saying. I got something you need to listen to. You know, don't run away. I've got a message that I'm going to give to you. And this message is going to be a message for all people. I'm bringing you good news. And this is news. It's not going to be just for you guys. It's going to be for everyone. Then the angel begins to tell him how there was going to be a baby that was born. And, and boy, this was going to be a Messiah. And this baby was going to take away the sins of the world. And then when they began to look, as they're, as no doubt they're just speechless looking up in the sky. Then suddenly there's not just one angel. The Bible says there's a whole multitude of angels in the sky with them. So first it was just one. Now all of a sudden there's a bunch of them. And what the Bible says, look at what the multitude began to say. You know, sometimes we, uh, you know, we begin to think they were singing. But the Bible says they were saying, they were speaking this. Verse number 13, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Folks, I want you to think, uh, one of the things if, if, uh, that we've done here in the past, and I think it's actually still available online, we did a whole, uh, well, we did a whole message on what angels are, what, the, what they are, who they are, what they look like, what they don't look like, what they do, what they don't do. I think that's still available on our podcast if you want to go listen to it. But the reason I say that is this. One of the things we understand about angels is that angels are definitely two things. One, we always see them masculine in form. And number two, they are powerful. I mean, very, very powerful. One angel, or excuse me, an entire army of men is no match for the power of one angel. They wield the power of God because they are the messengers of God. And so you think these, these lowly shepherds laying out there in the field by night, it's dark, nothing's going on. Then all of a sudden there's an entire army of angels in the sky looking down at them. You talk about this, this magnificent, glorious moment. That would strike fear into anyone's heart. And this is the way that God chose to announce the birth of his son. In this magnificent, glorious way to a few shepherds out in the field, in the middle of nowhere, watching some sheep. Just some humble men. And we're going to explore that. So what they did is they went, and of course, like anyone else would, after the angels, the Bible says they went back to heaven, they were gone, then suddenly everything was just quiet and still again. I mean, I, I don't know, I guess it's probably kind of hard to say what would be going through our minds. But after something like that, I would probably be just, you know, speechless. You, you know, you're trying, you're trying to get your composure back, and you're looking at the other men around you thinking, Ugh. What do you make? Have you ever seen that before? No, I've never seen anything like that before. What do we do? Well, why don't we go do what he said? The angel told them there was a baby being born in Bethlehem. And the Bible tells us they were in a nearby country. They were very close. And verse number 8, and they were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field. So they were in the same area. And they said, hey, man, this is right over here in Bethlehem. Why don't we go see? So the Bible doesn't tell us that they went and got somebody else to watch the sheep. The Bible says they just left. And man, they went, they went looking. So here's these shepherds, they come running into Bethlehem and they're, they're searching. They don't, they don't know where, they just know he's going to be in Bethlehem. Hey, hey, where's this thing? Where's this thing that happened? Where's, you know, where's the baby? Does anyone know? The angels came, the angels told us. And the Bible tells us over in the second half of the chapter, or excuse me, the second half of our passage tonight, that, that they went telling people what they saw. 
and what they were looking for. And they were spreading this message. And then they came and they saw the baby. Just like the angel said, verse number 15, it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven. The shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass. So verse number 16, and they came with haste. Boy, they ran. They were in a hurry. And they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. Folks, here's a few things we're going to see about the shepherds tonight. Some things that we need to, we need to see about ourselves. I made this statement even last week. Folks, at the birth of Jesus Christ, we could very strongly say this was a night that changed everything. This was an event that changed everything. It changed everything for the shepherds. It changed everything for the face of this government. It changed everything in the face of this world. And folks, it's something that affected even me. And that's something we're going to talk about this morning as well. So the first thing we're going to see is that this, even this night, it can change your life forever. So let's first take a few moments. Let's look at this, this first, what we're going to just call our astounding moment. Boy, our astounding moment, the moment that the angels showed up. Folks, one of the things that God decided he was going to do when he was going to announce his birth, this was going to be a moment that was glorious. Man, this is a moment that was going to be filled with power. This was going to be a moment that was, that was fitting for God himself. I mean, when we look around and we see all the things that God has done, he's a pretty magnificent God. I mean, you ever think about how well everything just kind of works, works together, right? I mean, the way the waters come up, the water you know, makes the grass grow, the animals can eat the plants, then we can eat the animals, and then we can you know, re refertilize the ground. And everything's just kind of this great circle. And even, even as life, we work together. And God made that. He designed it that way. And then God, the creator of it all, when he comes to be born as a baby, if you could think of anything, what would be fitting for God himself and to be to have his name announced, right? I mean, whenever, whenever a king come in, you know, as culturally speaking, they would always announce that, even now, right? When, when you go and you see, you know, maybe the president, he's going to be making some kind of big speech, right? Everyone knows it's going to be on Facebook for like a month ahead of time. You know, okay, you know, the president's coming. And then when you go there, there's going to be so much security that, you know, if you even think or hint of saying something, your know, secret service, they're going to be all over you. Security is tight. You know, when someone is important, when someone is special, they're going to announce that. Folks, this was the announcement of God himself. What would be more fitting than to have a triumphant host, an army of angels announcing the birth of Jesus Christ? Folks, I want to tell you, no man could adequately do that job. Now, John the Baptist, we know he did pretty good as a man, you know, being the forerunner of Jesus. But on the day of his birth, on the day that God showed up, he called a host of heavenly angels. It was undeniable to these shepherds that this was something special. See, now, now let, me, let me kind of put this into perspective. What if I were to walk up to one of you just on any random day and said, hey, you know, there's something special going on in Livingston today. And, and I began to say something like, hey, there's, uh, there, there's going to be a king that was going to be born. You know, maybe this, you know, this country that was over here it was a country a few years ago is kind of where maybe where Canada is now. And, and there's this guy that's going to be born and he actually could rightfully sit on the throne of that government if it was still there. And you'd be kind of looking at me, you'd be like, yeah, okay. I mean, and, you know, did you see that on Facebook or something? You know, it's not going to be that big of a deal. Why? Because I'm just an average guy telling you some kind of story that I probably read on Wikipedia somewhere. And we know it's true because of that, you know. 
It's not going to be that big of a deal to you because it's a message from a man. But folks, if you were laying out in a field at night and the sky lit on fire and an angel said, something special is happening tonight, you're going to believe it. Because that was something supernatural. Folks, his supernatural birth was met with a supernatural announcement. It was undeniable. And even though it came to the shepherds, I love what the angel said. Look what he said at the end of verse number 10. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Man, this is a great day. It's a joyous day. We can rejoice in this. Which shall be to all people. You know, I love that word all. That means that this message, while it was given to shepherds, it was also given to you. It was given to me. It was given to everyone that was alive in the land at that time. Shepherds, I know I'm the one telling you this. You're hearing it. You're the only ones hearing it from us. But this isn't just your message. Shepherds, this is for everyone. And we're going to talk a few minutes about how everyone else can needed to hear that message. But it wasn't just for them, folks. The announcement, the gift of Jesus Christ, it was a gift for all people. For every nation, for every language, for every tribe, for the people that have never even heard his name. He came for them too. That means they've got a gift that they don't even know about. And you know, even in that, we could say there's a whole message right there just on doing mission work. But folks, he came for everyone. It was for all people. So folks, every once in a while, something happens that, that changes the course of history. You know, we think about some of the great events, like maybe some of you have heard about the murder of Archduke Ferdinand, right? I think that kind of threw the world into World War I, and that one act changed the face of the world forever. And then, you know, maybe we could say another one. I know these are they're bad things, and usually these are the things that change it, but we think about World War II. You have one guy, he came to power, and he said, you know what, I'm going to control the world. I think it should look this way. I think it should be like that. Threw the entire world into war and changed the course of history forever. But folks, tonight, on that night, one announcement. A baby is born. This is going to be for everyone. And folks, I want to tell you, I'm going to prove to you that it changed the course of the world forever. Think about this. You are sitting in this room right now because of what happened then over 2,000 years ago. That's why you're here. That's why we sing the songs that we do. That's, that's why we can look at our dollar bill and say, hey, we, we are one nation under God. Well, we are here and we do these things as a result of what happened then. Folks, this is the one event that has changed people personally and as in their own lives. And it's still affecting them today more than anything else. It was this night that changed everything. This one astounding moment where it was first known. Now, I want to show you this too. There was this astounding moment, but I want to show you the message of what was happening. Look at the message the angel gave. And this was the greatest message that these guys ever could have heard. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of grace, joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Folks, what he was saying is this. Tonight, on this night, he didn't say that Okay, there was just another baby that was going to be born. He's going to be a political figure. He says, this was a Savior. On this night, the Savior is born. And look what he calls him shortly thereafter. He says, a Savior is born, which is Christ the Lord. Think about that statement. Christ the Lord. 
See, this baby that was born, he, he was Christ. Now, that's, I mean, yes, we call him that. We call him Jesus Christ. But really, we could also say that Christ is, is an adjective. It's a modifying noun. It shows who he was. He was the Christ child, the Savior. And above that, he was Christ the Lord. Now, think about that word, Lord, as in ruler, above all. Name above all names. He was the Savior that was above and ahead and greater than anything else that ever has been and ever will be. This Savior was going to save the world from their sin. He was going to save everything. And above that, he's also going to rule it all. He's going to take care of it all. He was the one that's going to save it all. He is everything. He's the creator of it all. This night is born in the form of a fragile baby. A Savior, Christ the Lord. Now you think, if these shepherds, if they were sitting there, they probably remembered historically where they were. They were probably sitting there remembering how, yeah, the Jews used to be a nation. We were told one day there was going to be this great Savior. We were told we were going to, you know, have this great kingdom again. And now we don't even have a ruler. You know, here we are in captivity. Here we are under this Caesar Augustus guy. You know, where's our ruler? Where's our king? And then imagine when an angel shows up and says... Here he is. Man, that's going to be something that's joyous. So this is a joyous thing. It's something that's going to make them happy. He was a Savior. A Savior was come. He was the Christ. He was the Lord of all. And this was a message that was going to change the world forever. This was the message that changed it. So yes, Jesus came. But boy, those, the, that message that was to all people. Now, folks, here's what I want us to see. And here's where I really want to drive it home over the next few minutes is this. What we see in a shepherd is what I need to see in myself. And what we see in a shepherd is what you need to see in yourself. What we all need to see in ourselves. When you think about who came to see Jesus, he was came and visited by the Magi who offered up gold, frankincense, and myrrh, the wise men, the three kings. But he was also visited by the lowly shepherds as well. See, when Jesus came, he came for the highest of the high, but he also came for the lowest of the low. Jesus came for everyone. This was a message that was to all people. And then when he showed up to the shepherds, it was announced to just, to ordinary men. Men just like you, men just like me, men that were working jobs. I'll tell you, I'll tell you something funny. I was telling this story to my two boys. I said, boy, you know, the shepherds, they were out there, and they were ordinary people just like you and me. And so my son, he asked me, he says, well, what would they look like, Daddy? <laughs> I'm thinking, I don't know. You know, I don't know what they looked like. I said, well, they, well, they were just like you and me, so I know they, you know, they had hair, had hands, you know, they, they had feet. And my son, he looks at me, and he kind of scratches his head for a minute, and he says, Daddy, did they have rotten feet, you know? <laughs> and I looked at him, I said, rotten feet? His mom tells him when his feet stink, boy, your feet are rotten. You know, I said, are you asking me if their feet stunk? He says, yeah. I said, well, yeah, probably so, because they were just ordinary people just like you and me. And the reason I even say that is this. We sometimes look at the people in the Bible and we feel like they're just some far off, distant figures that are so much different than you and I. Folks, they're not. They were people that had stinky feet just like every one of us else did. They had to get up. They had to go to work. They had to hang out in the fields at nighttime and make sure the sheep didn't get carried away by a bear. They had to make sure that they were doing their job so they could earn their wages, so they could put food in their belly. And just average ordinary men, average ordinary people, just like us, 
angels showed up and proclaimed his birth, and they got to go see Jesus Christ on the day that he was born. Folks, he came for ordinary people just like you and just like me. And these were the men that he, he decided to proclaim that to. Folks, it's not some far-off, distant thing. It's personal. Folks, this message was given to you. This is your message for all people. It was yours. It was theirs. It was mine. It was ours. The fact that Jesus Christ came, it was for all people. And these people, these guys, these men, they had something they could believe in. They had something that, they had something that changed their life forever. I mean, do we really think that they could be sitting in a field and all of a sudden get talked to by a, an army of angels and that not have changed their life forever? You better believe it changed their life forever. I mean, till the day they die, I could see them, you know, laying on their deathbed. Hey, grandson, come here. Let me tell you about the time an angel showed up and told me about the day Jesus was born. You know? I mean, that's something that, that they would be able to sink their teeth into and live out for the rest of their life. They were ordinary men that had something supernatural happen. And it affected them so much. Look what they did in verse number 17. And when they had seen it, talking about baby Jesus... When they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told to them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told of them by the shepherds. So folks, what happened is the shepherds, they saw the angel. Boy, they went running into Bethlehem. They saw the baby. And they were so amazed. They went running throughout town telling everyone about what had happened. And everyone they went to and told it, the Bible says they were just, they were just in wonder. Man, this, this was something that, boy, shepherds, that's some pretty amazing stuff you're talking about there. I mean, the angels didn't show up, but boy, it was the same message that was given to all people. Now, I want you to think about this. I want to make this personal for a minute. See, they received a supernatural message that changed their life forever, and it affected them for the rest of their life. Folks, I want to tell you something that happened to me nearly 20 years ago. I was in a church service much like this. When I was a young boy, I went out to a kid's class, and I remember the teacher. I don't, I don't, his, his name was Jack. I don't even remember what he was teaching, but he asked us if we knew or not if we were on our, hell or on our way to heaven or hell when we died. I didn't have an answer. I told him I wanted to know. He took me into his side room. He opened the Bible, and he told me of the message that God came, and he came to this earth and died for me, that he died for my sins. That was a message that I needed to hear. That was something that I didn't understand, how, how he died and paid for my sins. And folks, nearly 20 years ago, I heard that message. I accepted it, and it has changed my life forever. It has given me something I can believe in. It's given me something that I can tell to others. Does that mean that I'm some kind of perfect person? No. It's just given me something that's changed me. It's the fact that Jesus Christ, the fact that he came in the form of a baby so he could die on the cross. Folks, it was that shed blood that paid for your sins. And that doesn't mean that I'm everything I need to be or everything that I ought to be, but it means that because I believe in something, I can now have a pardon for my sin and not have to have that guilt anymore. And it's given me something that has changed me for the rest of my life. Folks, have you been given and have you heard a message that you can believe in that has changed you for the rest of your life? Boy, these shepherds did. I can promise you it changed them. It changed what they believe in. It changed what they saw. It changed the way they walked. It changed the way they talked. It, it gave them a hope. Folks, Jesus Christ can do that for you even today. Because this message, it wasn't just for the shepherds. It was to all people. It was to all people. And that we are here even today, some 2,000 years later, hearing the exact same message. 
It's to all people. Christ has come. The Savior has come. He died on the cross. He saved you from your sins. All you have to do is believe it. You have to trust in it. Folks, these were average, ordinary men. There was some astonishing moment. There was some awesome message that they heard, and there was an average messenger. They just went and started telling other people about it. Do you see yourself here like the shepherds? Do you have something that you can sink your teeth into, or is this just going to be another, another Christmas time where we talk about the Christmas story, the day that Jesus came? And yeah, boy, that was, I love seeing the live nativity. That's good stuff. And then do we walk away unchanged, unaffected? Or can you say this morning, there's been a time in your life where you heard that message and where you believed it and you were compelled to believe it and you told the Lord himself that you believed it and you let the Lord change you. Folks, that happens just when you accept this gift of his salvation. So I realize it's kind of, maybe even a little bit short, but I want to do something. If we could, let's have every head bowed and every eye closed this morning. And with every head bowed and with every eye closed, there's not anyone going to be looking around, but I want you to ask yourself that question. Who is Jesus to you? Who is he to you? Is he someone that we tell the story at Christmas time? Or can you say that you remember the time when you heard this message and that you didn't just hear it, but man, you believed it and you went after it? Just like these shepherds did. They believed it and they went after it. Folks, the Bible tells us, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That simply means this. When you've heard this message and you believe it and you tell him that you believe it, folks, there's nothing more to it than that. The Lord, he'll change you and he will change your life forever. He can, he will, and he's promised that he would do that. So with that, I simply ask you this question. Who is Jesus to you? Our Heavenly Father, God, we love you. And thank you so much for all you've given us, for all you've done for us. Lord, I'm so thankful for this Christmas time and what we've seen here even in the Christmas story. Lord, I pray that you would do a work on hearts and minds that only you can do. So folks, again, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to give you this moment to do business with the Lord. Maybe the Lord's impressed something upon your heart this morning that you've seen from the shepherds. You know, you can be an average, ordinary man, a guy with maybe some stinky feet, but you've got a message you believe in and you can tell others. That message can change the life of others. You know, and if there's never been that time in your life where you've told the Lord that you believe in him, that you've confessed it with your mouth and accepted him as your savior, you know, you can do that this morning. It's just a matter of believing the message, counting it to be true, and telling him that you want to accept his gift of salvation. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, Thou shalt be saved.